This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Do you say and do things when drinking that you regret the next day? Is alcohol a problem for you or someone you really care about? Over the next hour, we'll find out how people just like you and me found sobriety in AA through sharing their experience, strength and hope. Welcome to AA Live, brought to you by Alcoholics Anonymous. Hey, kia ora te whanau. Welcome to the AA Live radio show. This is the show that explores the ideas behind a way of recovery through the Alcoholics Anonymous program. Thank you for joining us from around the motu in the world this evening. It is lovely to be here. And a warm welcome to my co-host. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. Excellent. Thanks for coming and joining me this evening. Life's been kind. Has been. Been busy. Been been busy. Planning some alterations for my house, which has <gasps> kind of turned into it started as a tiny little thing and it's turned into a big thing. <laughs> so, so it's a little overwhelming at the moment. I just talked to my builder and yeah, yeah, yeah but it's good, it's kind of exciting, but I'm yeah, overwhelmed with it. Well, that's okay. Overwhelmed, you've got a few tools from that's the right. uh, program to that's help right. you through that yeah. feeling, haven't you? I, I wouldn't even get to this stage of the alterations if if. I was still drinking. <laughs> I was you know? just thinking that as you were talking. I thought, gosh, I wonder if that would even be happening for you. No, no if it, you... Wouldn't, it wouldn't have been happening at all. Yeah. So that is a huge bonus that I'm just even planning it right now. <laughs> That's wonderful. What nice news. Hey, Alcoholics Anonymous, it's a program based on the 12-step program. For those of you that aren't sure what that means, the 12 steps outline a path to spiritual progress through a series of actions designed to elicit what the big book of alcoholics refers to as a psychic change. It's a complete mental, emotional and spiritual shift in perception. And we believe that the 12 steps can be a critical element of a long-term recovery program and if anybody is wondering what the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is we're going to talk a little bit about the start of Alcoholics uh, Anonymous this evening we've um, just passed an anniversary uh, of the 10th of June uh, when Alcoholics Anonymous was founded oh really? yes so uh, that was in 1935. So I've got some interesting facts coming yeah. up later in the show that I've been uh, looking into. But anyway, AA service, you know, that's what we're doing here this evening, Sean and I. And uh, it is based purely on recovering alcoholics, supporting alcoholics that want to stop drinking. We do the mahi together, we hang out together, we love each other back to wellness through the 12 steps and supporting each other. And it's given me a life today that I never thought I would have. What about yourself? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I can't, I can't emphasize how, how different my life is now. You know, it's, um, I have a life now. Yeah. You know, I'm happy and things are, I can do things like build a deck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm making light of it, but I'm, it's not. It's not, not light. No, no, I agree. It's, I mean... Life is life is completely different for me now, and I'm so thankful. Well, I find myself I'm actually doing rather than sitting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Mm, it's quite different, isn't it? 
Who'd have thought if we'd lifted our head out of that I dirty know, hole, know, <laughs> what I we know. would see? <laughs> I know, and it took so much time. You know, now that that's another thing I notice is how much time I have for stuff now. And initially, I was thinking, oh, I was a little bit worried that I wouldn't be able to fill it. But man, I can fill it pretty easy. I've just gotten into so many different things now. You know, and it's not just about sitting around drinking every day. And it's it's fantastic it's know? not about wasted time it's not about wasted time it's about productive time and doing things and being with people Sorry, that's and being present and and surrounding ourselves with people that we like and all yeah, of that side exactly, of things exactly okay we're going to start with the serenity prayer and karakia this evening as we do at the start of every meeting so please join us if you'd like but uh, sean's going to lead the way for us this evening go for it sean god Grant me the serenity serenity to accept accept the the things things I cannot change, change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the the wisdom to know the the difference. difference. Thank you. And do you want to start with the preamble for us too? That'll give people a little bit of an explanation as well for Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy. Neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and to help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Lovely. Thank you for that. And I'd just like to let everybody know that the opinions that you hear the two of us babbling on about this evening, they are purely our opinions. They are not necessarily that of Alcoholics Anonymous as a whole. So I have actually opened my little daily reflection book today at Anywhere And it has opened for me on July the 2nd. And it says this. Let me read this. The heart of true sobriety. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. But these are indispensable. And that is from Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, page 568. Am I honest enough to accept myself as I am and let this be the me that I let others see? Do I have the willingness to go to any length to do whatever is necessary to stay sober? Do I have the open-mindedness to hear what I have to hear, to think what I have to think and to feel what I have to feel? If my answer to these questions is yes, I know enough about the spirituality of the program to stay sober. As I continue to work the 12 steps, I move on to the heart of true sobriety, serenity with myself, with others, and with God as I understand him. How does that one ring for you? (laughs) I think that's totally true. You know, I think that sobriety and recovery is is, um, so much more than just about not drinking alcohol. It's about the more i'm the more i'm progressing through the process and the more i'm realizing that it's it's about getting good with myself and in my own head and not just 
not drinking. Not drinking is you have you can't drink to get to that point, but it goes beyond just not drinking, if that makes sense. It certainly does. It's about our own development as people yeah, as well. Yeah. I was talking with somebody the other day about how when I took my first drink, I was 14. And somewhere along with that drink, my development slowed, stopped. There's a section of my brain that didn't develop properly. And there's a portion of my life up to when I walked into Alcoholics Anonymous that I thought of as a 14-year-old. And I think that that's quite common, a discovery. We we grow ourselves, we prove ourselves to be adults rather than behave like children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the development in ourselves and how we see people, yeah. ourselves, the world, really does change. It's quite a, yeah, it's, it's a magnificent thing. It's like watching a butterfly come out. Yeah, I agree. That's mm. a good analogy. I mean, it's... Um it's a new life. It's a new, it's a new beginning, you know, and it's a new, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing, like a butterfly coming out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, you are listening to the AA Live Show in association with our friends from Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM. And we're going to go to a quick song. This is from The Beat. It's called Mirror in the Bathroom.
I don't look in the mirror in the bathroom much, do you? <laughs> I do every day. Do you? I yeah. try not to. <laughs> I was talking to someone last night actually at a meeting and we were talking about striker pose in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, funny you have that today. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Alcoholics Anonymous and how it started and its general purpose this evening. So earlier this year, a, a friend of mine in the fellowship tragically passed away and his wife kindly handed me some of his keepsake literature through Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, I feel really honoured to have access to those books, but I've been spending a little bit of time reading them and, and just taking it in and looking through them and um, that's where I realised the full extent of last month June and so um, it's the founding month of Alcoholics Anonymous um, as I said earlier June the 10th 1935 in New York City and uh, Bill and Bob they're both recovering alcoholics themselves at the time but it, they, I think it's a uh, Bill W. Mm. <laughs> um, I think his name's Wilson, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. But we don't use last names. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, except when he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bill and Bob. So they were just a couple of alcoholics that got together uh, and uh, had a chat and talked about recovery and their experiences and so forth. Which I'm incredibly grateful for those two alcoholics. Um, you know, getting together and. And they eventually started to write the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and they came up with the the uh, steps for us and the traditions, and it slowly grew and grew. And there was another person that supported them, which was Dr. William D. Silkworth, uh, and he is the doctor uh, at the beginning of our big book where we've got the doctor's opinion and yeah. he was kind enough to write us a couple of letters um, because he had watched what Bob and Bill were doing and he'd worked with recovery patients for a long time and wasn't having a lot of success and so he was watching what they were doing and seeing that they had a success rate. So he knew it worked. He'd seen it in action and so forth. But yeah, interestingly, um, he dedicated his life to working with um, in the field of alcoholics and, and addictions, basically. And um, he died at the age of, I think it was 82, at work. <laughs> yeah, at work, still working mm. in the in the hospitals that he was yeah part of. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, quite amazing, really, how people put themselves into this. Yeah, you know, throw yourselves in. We, we hear a lot of things in the news about the re recovery of uh, you know cancer side of things and all these other illnesses, and still alcoholism is not seen so much as an illness. Yeah, you know, as we understand it to be for yeah. us yeah it's an and it's an illness that we have for life so yeah i find that always fascinating mm. that we we don't hear a lot about um the medical side of alcoholism except the word rehab but, uh, yeah anyway by 1941 there was an article in the new york publication of the saturday evening post and that article caused the numbers of Alcoholic Anonymous people in fellowship to go from 2,000 to 
8,000 wow. just just by the end of the year. By 1950, so what's that, 15 years, okay, from its foundation, we had 96,000 people in the fellowship within yeah. 15 years. And then, well, let's see, we had, we'll go through a little bit of stats here, some AA groups, at, we had 500 in 1944. In six years, we had 3,500. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? You yeah. know, and, and, and for those that aren't sure, a group is where you go and have a meeting, basically, and somebody is opening up that room and brewing the coffee and putting on the jug for that cup of tea and mm. the biscuits out, and we all get together and support each other, and that's what happens at our meetings. So, yeah, it's... I, I wanted to bring up those numbers because Alcoholics Anonymous, it's, it's not something that's small. It's got a huge momentum. Um, it is really important and it works. Mm, that, that's yeah. the thing about it. I mean, proof is in the pudding. We're sitting here tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're working the program. And for me, you know, 49 when I walked into the rooms of AA and I had been battling uh, for such a long, long time. So years, decades actually, and thinking that I was just going mental. So it was a real eye-opener for me discovering that I had an illness and it wasn't me personally mm. and that there were others out there like me, which is, that's wonderful. And also, can I just throw something? And also, it's an illness, but also it's not a weakness. It's not like a shortcoming of that we have, you know, or just a lack of self-control or anything like that i also like to look at it like a um almost like an allergy you know it is an allergy you know um just how you respond to that particular chemical in your body you know that's exactly it it is because we have that thing that gives us that craving that insatiable craving and we just need more Mm. and more Mm. yeah it's really it's yeah, very spooky. But anyway, today's membership numbers, they might astound you a little bit. Our current membership is estimated to be over 2 million. 2 million? Mm-hmm. And there are more than 114,000 groups across the world. Wow. There are 180 countries that have Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. That's got to be almost all the countries. That's How many countries are point. there? Good point. There are 195 countries oh, so, wow. in the world. That's amazing. So, yeah, we're missing 15 of them. Yeah. I My little mind goes, I wonder what those 15 are. And I haven't looked that up yet, but I will. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, see, that many people. You, you could have a, have a meeting Anywhere in the world, if, yeah. if you want to travel. Yeah. In fact, somebody told me the other day that apparently at the ski stand or something on Coronet Peak at 7 p.m. or something. They have a meeting. There's a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's random. That's, I didn't know that. <laughs> there's a whole lot of randoms out there. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> All right, well, the purpose of the 12 Steps in Alcoholics Anonymous is to recover from the compulsive, out-of-control behaviours and restore manageability and order back into our lives. So I'm wondering if you would like to read out those 12 steps for us. Sure. The 12 Steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. 
that our lives had become unmanageable. Step number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And finally, step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Have you found that you have started putting some of the steps into your life practice oh, without yeah. even even reaching them? Honestly, I, I've, I'm, you'd be amazed how often I just, something happens and I think that was like step four right there. You know, that just, I, I, I just, and not just the steps, but just sort of all kinds of aspects of AA. I, things happen and I say, that was the serenity prayer or that was step so and so whatever and but yeah in answer to your question yes all the time like regularly on an almost daily basis i think and also I, I i sort of find that i'm recognizing when it's the alcoholic in me saying something you know like i um i say i do something or say something i say man that was just that was just you know the old me the old alcoholic that said that and it's then, nice to be able to recognize yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. Because it wasn't something you even yeah. thought of. I was certainly like that. Yeah, mm. that's true. Mm. That's that personal development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We love it. Well, that's the one. Can I just say one thing about the steps? That's the one thing that um, I was kind of surprised about the steps is that I thought the 12 steps were all about alcohol, you know? And alcohol is only mentioned in step number one. It's not even mentioned in the steps are all about personal development. And, and alcohol is one part of that, but it's so much bigger than that, you know. So I, I, I found that as quite an interesting thing to learn about the steps. It is. And also I, I was talking to a newcomer the other day, actually, and she was saying to me, <clears throat> I'm really worried about step four. I, I'm really worried about it. And I mean, you just just worry about step one. Mm, yes, <laughs> right. Don't worry about those because it's not until they come up that you need to think yeah. about it. So, But it is one of those things. I I was the same when I first came in. I looked at them, I read them, and I thought, oh, and they were daunting ones, yeah. you know, yeah. going out and making amends. That was on step Listing nine. them yep. all yep. and, oh, my yep. gosh. But yep. actually, it's uh, as you – well, I found as I went further into the program and started to do more meetings and learning more – 
that actually they don't even come into it stopped coming into my mind it was just going through and it seemed so much smaller by the time mm. I got to them yeah well, for me, it was step four. It wasn't that small. <laughs> was oh, no, they're four. never small. Step, was a tr- step four was, it was, yeah. It takes time. It does take time. Mm. But it's, yeah. it was definitely worth it. But it was, took yeah. some searching, took some honesty with myself, you know? Yeah, well, that's a, not, yeah, we don't do that too much, do we? Yeah. Oh, well, we never used to, I yeah, should say. Yeah. We never used to. Right, we're going to get some music going. We're going to have a little bit of John Mayer. With the city love. I never like this apple much. It always seems to be too touch. I can't remember how I found my way before she came around. I tell.
Gosh, it's a while since I've actually heard that song and I enjoyed that. That was really good. Welcome back. You are listening to AA Live Radio Show in association with our friends from Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM. Lovely to have you out there this evening with us. Now, this month we went out onto the street asking a question. It was, how many people do you think are currently in Alcoholics Anonymous worldwide? Enjoy listening to this little segment. Hi, wondering if you can answer this question for me or what your thoughts are. How many people do you think there are worldwide in Alcoholics Anonymous? Eight million. Nice, thanks. And yourself? Probably two and a half million. Wonderful. And what about you? How many do you think there are? Four million. Ah, thank you so much. (laughs) Right, here we go. I thought I would give a few stats tonight about Alcoholics Anonymous here in New Zealand. So Sean and I have been having a wee goosey gander and uh, having a look. And I'm amazed at... The gender differences, it's not very different. We've got 53% of men and 47% are women. Are you surprised by I'm that? I'm real surprised at that, actually. What I did just you think it that. was? I thought it was way more men. Ah. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I probably thought men too, because it's really societal for yeah. me. That, that sort of, yeah. I, I had to think about, where is that coming from for me? Yeah. And it's societal. But... Uh, then, you know, being a, I don't know, people I always drank with were men and women, yeah. and we were both as bad as each other, yeah. so it'd be pretty equal. equal but, yeah. There was no reason aside from just pure stereotyping that I thought that, because when I think about, um, you know, the different groups that I go to, you know, there's women in all of them, and I'm just trying to think percentage-wise. I've never really given much thought to percentage of the different groups, but there are... But it doesn't surprise me when I think about it, but my initial reaction was, whoa, I thought there was it was a bit more skewed than that. What, as you talked about, you mentioned meetings. So some meetings are all just men. Sometimes I can find I'm the only female. So, And then there are other meetings that I just go, wow, look at all these women. Mm, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is great. But, uh, yeah, I remember at the beginning when I started, it was hard for me to find a sponsor that I thought I clicked with because I didn't see that many women. Yeah. Mm. That's funny you should say that. The first person I asked to be a sponsor was a woman. Oh, so you're not and allowed that. I know. I didn't realize you weren't allowed that at the time. That was news well, to me that you're not allowed. Well, you can, but... the yeah, strongly discouraged. S- yes, the, the sort of unwritten rule is men look after men and women look after women. Yeah. So there's no, you know, mixing yeah. things up. Confusion, I think, was the... Thing with it. Oh, is that what you were saying? <laughs> that's that's what I was told that you don't want. Com- and I think it was confusion in quotation marks, you know, because there's so much sort of emotional. There's a lot that you confide in exactly with your with your sponsor. And I think that yeah, I suppose it could be misconstrued. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, it it is. It's it's human nature. Yeah. yeah. So, and the composition of the membership here in New Zealand, that also surprised me. Uh, And it might surprise some of our listeners 82% are New Zealand, European, or Pakeha. Uh, Maori is 8%, Indian 1%, Pacific Island 1%, and then there's an other of 
88%, obviously those that didn't feel it was necessary. Yeah. But still, 82%. Mm. It's a big percentage. It is a big percentage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't argue with that, but I, I always think it's kind of because I'm in Dunedin, and I think Dunedin mm. is a lot more. Pakeha than a lot of other places, I think. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it is compared to where other places in which I've lived. Yeah, absolutely. So the other side, meeting attendance, one to three meetings a week, fifty-two percent. When you first come into Alcoholics Anonymous, folks, we we are said to us, you know, if you can do ninety meetings in ninety days, that's wonderful. That uh, I know, I got up to five or six a week at the beginning and now I am actually in that percentage one to three fifty two percent yeah yeah and and if you and if you look at I'm just looking at it right now one to three is fifty two percent and one a week is twenty eight percent so if you look at those two combined that's eighty percent that do up to three a week do you know what the one a week is so you know we get told going to an alcoholics anonymous meeting is part of your medicine to continue with the balance. So it's almost like one a week, it'll be the old timers. This mm. is just my thoughts of it. It'll be the old timers who are just going in for their once a week injection right. just to keep right. going. Yeah, Because right. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But we're going to stop there and we're going to put on a little bit of music. And I am going to play something that's been chosen for us this evening. I believe it's a bit of Belinda Carlisle. Enjoy. Sundown all around Walking through the summer's end Waves crash, baby, don't look back I would walk away
Welcome back. You are listening to AA Live Radio Show in association with our friends from Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM. Now we are talking this evening, folks, about a few statistics about what's uh, how Alcoholics Anonymous is made up. And uh, I was interested to see that there are three main categories of people's introduction to Alcoholics Anonymous. So, one, well, 25% is through another person in the fellowship, so another AA member. Treatment facilities is 22%. So that'll be people going to rehab and so forth, and they may include the 12-step program and recommend Alcoholics Anonymous. And then... 23% self-motivated. So people actually going out there and finding us. And I was one of those. What well, about yourself? I was one of those too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had heard about AA before, but no one recommended it to me. I just knew what it was, and I thought, I want to just stop drinking. And I thought, well, let's try that, you know. <laughs> that was kind of where I was at that point. Let's try that. <laughs> and look at that. Look and at then, that and miracle. Because <laughs> I'd done other stuff as well. You know, I'd been to all kinds of counselors and everything, and none of that worked. And it wasn't until AA that finally did it for me, you know? I have to say the same. Yeah, I'm right up there in your book. 10% was family. Mm. I suppose I could only imagine family learn pretty quick that it doesn't matter how many times they say something to you. If you don't want it, you're not going to listen. It's all about it's all about you wanting to do it. You're not going to change unless you want to change. Yeah, and I suppose that is one of the bonuses of the fact that, as we say, the door swings both ways. Yeah. So you can go away, but geez, do come back. Um, yeah, you know, the door is always open. So people do they go out and do so. I know if I had found it at 25 when I was first told I was an alcoholic. If I had gone to an AA meeting then, I would have been definitely a, a relapser because I know there was a lot of hard struggles yeah. trying not to drink. I even changed my job yeah. <laughs> so that I wasn't drinking. Well, I did do that. I did. I went to AA three times. The third time it worked for me because the first two times I was doing it for other reasons. You know, I was, I was doing it for someone else or for a relationship or whatever. I wasn't doing it because I wanted to stop drinking. It wasn't until I wanted to stop drinking, which was the third time I went to AA. And that was over a period of, I don't know, like six or seven years was first time. And then three years later was the second time. And then four years after that was 
the, this time. This time. That has stuck. And because things got to a point where I finally, I wanted to do it for me. It, well, this but, is the thing. It's that rock bottom, isn't it? was it? the rock bottom. There, <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, there was no one else to do it for at that point for me. I was, I was completely, I pushed everyone away, so I was just by myself. So I had to do it for me, <laughs> you know? I know. I understand that completely. I was also the same. There wasn't anybody asking. They'd already said uh, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a matter of get yourself together. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Yeah, get you, get yourself out of there. Yeah. I was reading just before additional help. So before coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, fifty-two percent of members receive some type of treatment or counselling, which we were just discussing, mm-hmm. you know, medical, psychological, spiritual, etc., looked for that help relating to their drinking. Yeah. Once again, 100% in this room yep. <laughs> have yep. gone through that. And after coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, 63% of the members receive some type of treatment or counselling. So I find that interesting for myself and my experience Yes, I'd done lots of counselling before and tried different things, but I always had fear of going deep into that bucket. And so I never really dealt with the things that were, some of them that were behind my drinking. And so when I did come into Alcoholics Anonymous, I realised it was necessary to go and get the help that I needed and that's still happening for me after three and a half years Uh, and it's been a huge part of my growth as well. If you don't address the underlying issues then you're really not going to have long term recovery I I think, I think. It's a bit like they say if you miss something out on your step four Mm. you may end up picking up again that is the the experience people yeah. have seen yeah. because you haven't been truly honest with yourself. Yeah. Mm. But that is one thing I like about sort of step four and all the steps, in fact, because I, you know, another thing I thought about the steps when I first started them was that, okay, you go through this and you go through steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then you're done. Your life is all good. But it's like, you'd, it's an ongoing process. It, you're not finished with it once you go through it the first time. You just, I mean, you, you, you're constantly working on yourself. You're constantly progressing and getting better you know and i think that's key that's funny you say that because last night i was talking to somebody too everything happened last night uh last night i was talking to somebody and they were saying oh i can't wait to get to step 12 and then i don't have to look at them again <laughs> don't, and don't I, worry about it anymore <laughs> i had to say oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> to tell you this <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. gonna be yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is a, a continual thing that yeah. you will do yeah. s- several times yeah. um i know some people that do it once a year just to give themselves a good balance of where mm. they're at and like I say, it's a medicine. It's part of the medicine of going to meetings is to stop and take a look at yourself and see where you're sitting at. And you're constantly changing as well, you know, over that time. Even if you've addressed things from the past, there's still things are always coming up and things are always, you know, it's that like list of resentments, you know. I, I, when I first started doing that step four, it was all about the list of resentments and how my contribution to those resentments, you know, what was my role in the whole thing. And I was thinking, okay, okay, I got through all that. All the, all these things I'm resentful about, I got through it all. And then, like, you know, literally a few days later, I was like, oh, that's that's another resentment just happened today, you know. And so it's just, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly a work in progress. 
But I think that's a good thing. I think that's what it should be. You know, it's a, a work in, I'm a work in progress. You know? Well, the power is that you recognize it too. Mm. And you recognize a resentment for what it is. Yeah. And that it isn't a healthy thing to hang on to. Yeah, that's and right. you've learned how to let it go. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tools for life. It's, tools it's for life. It's all about the tools. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, length of sobriety, they had a little uh, percentage here. Sober less than one year, 6%. Sober one to five years, 14%. Sober five to 10 years, 18%. And then we start getting into the bigger numbers because we are sober 10 to 20 years, 24%. Now, then there's sober 20 years plus, 38%. The reason those numbers are higher is also the age in which we come into the rooms. So you were mentioning earlier the age of members, which was... Uh, Where was that? Oh, at the other page. Yeah, yeah. You know, most, uh, 36% are 60 or older. Yeah. You know, 20, 25%, 50 to 59. And f- the, the younger, it's sort of my experience too, is from 40 onwards is when people hit their rock bottom the higher percentage of people hit their rock bottom yeah they've been out there researching for a lot longer that's um, when you're starting to lose a lot more things so the age percentage and the length of sobriety percentages some people would think well that's odd you know what why but it's when we come in a bit later we really want it yeah we want it so badly that that's it for us for life. We know that that's the case, uh, and we stay. So we're not coming in and out of the rooms as much. With me, it felt like it was my last chance, you know, and that's why I I, I know I, I I was sort of up in the air. I think the first few times I went, but this this time I knew this was I couldn't. I it had to. I had to do it, you know. Mm. And so I I hear exactly what you're saying. I totally agree. Yeah, it is. It's the way it is. So Alcoholics Anonymous, it is here for millions of people. The fellowship, Alcoholics Anonymous, has been causing miracles of sobriety for 88 years now. So I went and had a look to see what else was founded in 1935. (laughs) And... uh, what was invented, what was founded, and a, and a few things have been around since Bill and Bob got together. So we had our first beer can, a first pair of briefs, <laughs> the first parking meter, and would you believe the first helicopter? As old as that, I would have... 1935, wow. yeah. And the first electric guitar. Oh, man. <laughs> And uh, for some of us older ones, the old uh, Superman and Mickey Mouse comic strips were debuted. Yep, the first car radio, Scotch tape. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And something we use every day, the nylon bristle toothbrush. (laughs) And lastly, here in little old New Zealand, DB Breweries was founded. Really. Really? (laughs) <laughs> Which I thought was quite classic. <laughs> well, that and the and the beer can. Exactly, exactly. You just never know, do you? you never know. 
Anyway, it has been a lovely evening this evening. I want to make some uh, closing acknowledgements and, and thank you out there for spending the evening with us, reminding our listeners that if you want to drink, that is your business. If you want to stop, we can help. So give us a call on 0800 AA Works, which is 0800 229 You can also jump on the aa.org.nz website. Now that will give you quite a few of the stats that you've heard this evening, but it'll give you all the details of meetings around the country, whether they be in person, Zoom, opened, closed. Um, open ones, you can take support people with you. You know, head on in there, folks. Uh, they're all over the country here in Dunedin alone. It used to be 14, but I'm going to tell you we've got 15 meetings because we now have one up in Waikawaiti. So we're going to finish with a song this evening. I thank you for coming in and spending the evening with us today. I hope you have a good uh, good time out there and sobriety goes nice for you until we catch up again for the next show. Thanks very much, Jan. Hey, look, always a pleasure. It's lovely to see you. Take care of yourselves out there as well. And until next time, Matiwa. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since Oh, it's been a long, long time coming But I know change gonna come Oh, yes it will It's been too hard living But I'm afraid to die I don't know what's up there Beyond the sky Oh, it's been a long A long time coming But I know
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.